Release the Kraken. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. Welcome into Crunch Time on a Monday afternoon. It is a beautiful day here in St. Louis at the Kingways Production Studios. I am your host, Joe Hamilton, alongside my trusty producer, Weezer Weir. And my guest at this time is none other than Nin. Uh, Nin, how you doing, brother? I'm here. This is... uh. <laughs> Joe is so excited. Every no. week he brings you up. It's like, when when is Nin? You know, can't wait for Nin. <laughs> like he turned a shade of red when you hopped on here. <laughs> That's no. he's snorting. He just snorted. He's giggling like a little schoolgirl. No, I'm not. I'm. Hey, you gotta laugh at yourself. If you don't, then you're a miserable person. So that's the way I do things. Um, but. Yeah, it's getting down to, no pun intended, crunch time when it comes to the NHL expansion draft. Um, a lot of teams doing a lot of things. There was a lot of um, activity a couple, of, a couple of days ago. Now there's a roster freeze. First of all, I wanted to ask, why a roster freeze? Um, you have to have a roster freeze, Joe, or otherwise everything that the teams are submitting and everything else is obsolete. It, why, what's the point in submitting a list if the teams can still go out and do whatever they want to do? Okay, never thought of it that well, yeah. way. But you got to yeah. freeze it. So, like, you know, what if all of a sudden the Blues traded Tarasenko? And wait a minute, Seattle was like, you guys just exposed him. I wanted yeah. to pick him up. Exactly. Okay, I mean that that um that makes total sense now. I just. Was there a roster free? Like, was it the same in 2017 when we had the expansion draft? It was like a, a roster freeze that a couple days before. Okay. Yes, uh, there has to be. There yeah. has to be. Now, I'm sure um, you don't remember the other drafts that we went through because you were what four. I'm 27 now and then. So, what is that? Yeah, I think our last expansion was what 2000. Yeah. 2000. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's the the biggest surprise to me is Vegas being exempt. Well, it's really not just because they worked out that deal that hey, if you're going to expand, I mean, they had already known that they wanted to expand to one more team that Vegas kind of thought they still would be in this building mode. They didn't think they would have the instant success, so they're like, "Hey guys, like if we're going to do expansion this quick, have us exempt because we don't want to lose any of our players. And that was just what the league uh, came up with. And I'm sure Seattle's going to get the same deal just in case they want to add a couple more teams, which they probably won't. But they'll add that in just for the terms. Considering the fast success that Vegas had, don't you think you would have wanted your $18 million cut on the or $15 million cut on the expansion? money from seattle rather than to not lose a player well yeah but they were also just thinking they didn't think they were going to be that successful i mean kicking themselves right now yeah i mean look how long atlanta took to be successful it never happened yeah <laughs> you know so it, like each you know columbus took a while nashville 
started off slow. They finally got like they thought they looked. Everybody didn't go to the cup for the first time when they we came around, you know. So they were like, "This is." They thought it was going to be a five-year build, just like most teams. And here we are, five years in, and they've been to the cup what two times? Yeah. So not not to mention the fact that the with the salary crunch that Vegas has right now. I'm sure they would love to lose somebody making four or five million a year. Yeah, nothing. <clears throat> Petro <clears throat> seven. You ain't gonna lose Petro in an expensive no. draft. Boy, Joe, you need to get out of the lounge here, man. Good <laughs> lord, <laughs> there, there, there was no reason for them to go out and sign him if they were just gonna unprotect yeah. him. <laughs> I it, it was interesting before we go through this draft. It was kind of interesting on the blue side. Because you, the three defensemen that they did protect, Falk, Pareko, and uh, Krug, um, a lot of people, including myself, didn't want to protect Krug. At least I didn't. Because he. I, I don't think he's the St. Louis type of player. I don't think he's a Western, Western Conference kind of player. A lot of the same things were being said about Falk last season, but look what Justin say- Falk did this year. Joe, if you would let, if this was one year earlier, you would have been saying the same thing about Falk, and look what happened with Falk. Maybe yeah, give Krug look, look one more season. Look at the, there's a big difference in my mind between Falk and Krug. Okay, think back to when we signed Paul Stastny. Should Paul Stastny have been used as a third line center? Yeah. No. No. Paul Stastny should not have been a third-line center, Joe. No. And, and the only thing that helped him was that 16-year with uh, Brower and Fabry. That, that's, that's the only time, the whole time he was in St. Louis, that he had anybody decent to play with. Same thing with Krug. You've got to put him in a situation for him to succeed. If if Pareko could get back to the shutdown defense that he can be, yeah. if we can get too soft, somebody <laughs> on the left side of him compliments <clears throat> Pareko to where that could be your shutdown pair. Falk and Krug could be your offensive pair, and it can make a huge difference next year. They should really have Falk. Uh power play in the you know being the quarterback of the number one power play and Krug on the second line that's one of the mistakes before Falk got here he had the most power play goals in the league I don't know why we just decided not to play him on the power or, play or why not use them both yeah I mean seriously if, if you wanted to go to a one defenseman four forward setup on your second line that you barely use that's probably your better option because I'm sure if you could have Hoffman on one side, Perron on the other, and O'Reilly in the middle with Krug and, you know, Falk on the back, I don't think you're getting to the power play, the second power play line too often. <clears throat> no, I don't think so either. Um, there were a lot of things last year that weren't – used right there were a lot of intricacies that weren't right and craig brewery has some to blame for that i mean it could be could be mike van ryan too i mean a lot of these coaches work together so 
<clears throat> oh, you think the coaching staff doesn't work together? That's a hot no. take there, Joe. That, a lot no, of these coaching staff no, works I together. Know. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> but <clears throat> uh, my, my surprise on, I guess I can't say surprise. Well, in a sense I can because they protected Barbashev. This was a a guy that a lot of people thought was going to be exposed and probably taken by Seattle. Well, once this you is, decide this is a big time no, this is a big time player for the St. Louis Blues. I'm not talking he's not the most talented guy out there, but he's he's that guy the Blues when he was out in the cup final, they didn't win. He is a very important player. Boys. Yeah. When they were both out, they didn't win. So So why wouldn't you think they'd want to protect him? I, I just just reading some things, watching some things on YouTube. I mean I watch because a lot every, of YouTube like you. Everybody was saying if this was everybody was Tarasenko, Tarasenko, and then it comes out Tarasenko wants to be traded, then okay, now you free free up barbership. I've said since uh the beginning of the expansion list that we should not protect Tarasenko and protect Barbie. I've agreed. There's another wrinkle in this. A lot of people see Tarasenko going to Seattle, but there are some that see Sammy Blay going to Seattle. Why don't you see that, man? I can see you shaking your head right now. Seattle's taking Tarasenko, and I'll tell you why. There's two reasons. One, the name. An expansion team... If you look at the list of big contracts that are exposed right now for point per game, goal production, and all that, Tarasenko is your cheapest bet. Okay? That itself would give you the name. All right? Mm -hmm. Second, even if you took Tarasenko, and I was going to discuss this a little bit later, I don't think that the Blues had no interest for Tarasenko as far as trading. I think the problem is aren't they were wanting to throw too much salary back to Armstrong, and Armstrong didn't want it. it to lose Tarasenko right now, I don't think Armstrong's looking to bring back salary. Yeah, okay. get rid of that 7.5 altogether. Mm-hmm. Seattle could turn around and pick him, knowing there's interest in him, and flip him for two other players. Which is the rumored thing that and Tarasenko can't do nothing about. Yeah, and, and the rumored team. So, from what I've read, Tarasenko would go in the expansion draft, but then be traded to Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm from, hearing a lot from Philadelphia too. What about you, Weez? I mean, would have you been seeing the same things? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I've been. I mean, I've been out of obviously out of commission, but uh, have... no service out down at the lake. Um, yeah, but I mean, from what I was hearing, I've heard that there was two teams that were actually interested in trading, where they would have picked up the whole salary, but they just the, like the return wasn't great enough for the Blues. Mm -hmm. Where it was like, it's guys. This is a guy with three surgeries on the same shoulder. No matter what, like, I've had one on my knee. My knee's never been 100%. Each time you add a surgery, there's no chance. That you're never going to get back to 100%. Yeah. 
especially just throw it out there with his work ethic that we know from time to time hasn't been the best. Yeah. Very true. And not to mention, you know, you talk about work ethic. I'm going to add to that. He always came back overweight. Now he lost that playing, playing, of course. I mean, you're going to lose weight on the ice. They, they don't call him to tank for nothing, Joe. I would think because he's strong. I mean, seriously. Yeah, you got a point there. <laughs> I I didn't understand the tank nickname like I did after what I've been reading. But, yeah, apparently he's he's lazy half the time. He is a guy who doesn't train as much at home. And this is this hurts your uh, this hurts your value. It hurts your value. And, and even let's say the blues moved him, right? Let's say the Blues moved him. What could you get back for him? Nothing. Well, I, from what I heard, and this is what strikes me kind of weird because he's available in the, in the draft anyway, is they're supposed to be getting Voracek back for him. That's interesting. Yeah, the, the idea that, that I've been hearing is that Seattle's going to pick somebody else off of Philadelphia for the expansion draft grab Tarasenko, and then flip him to Philly for a draft pick and Voracek. So that works out in their favor. They get one extra player, the guy they really want, and a draft pick. Yeah, oh, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, but Nin, didn't you say yourself this draft was a freaking crapshoot anyway? Well, it depends on what draft pick you get. It doesn't have to be a 2021. Yeah, you can make the trade. You could. You could have it be a 2022, 2023 if you really wanted. Yeah. I just see them going the 2021 route and screwing up because not knowing what you're going to get. But if they do that, that's in their best interest. But I don't know what Ryan Francis wants to do at this moment in terms of draft picks. Well, I know that he kind of ruined the, the Vegas setup because back for the Vegas draft, you remember all the teams were throwing players at Vegas to take certain players. You know, hey, take this draft pick to get this guy and, you know, leave this guy alone. Well, Francis made it known early that that price was going to be high. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he ended up hurting himself by doing that or if he's just kind of putting out there that, hey, I'm not going to be, you know, ran over here. Yeah. So, it'll be very interesting. First, NHL, I guess, telecast on ESPN2. This will be interesting. <laughs> that that in itself. But, Nin, you have a couple of team. You have a couple of, you know, projections. Why don't you go through them? Because the way we've been talking, your thoughts are interesting. Release the Kraken! I did two different ones. I did one that's, like I said before, kind of risky. And I did one that I think is more of a safer bet. So. I guess how we could do this is, since I have two of them, I will go ahead and run through the risky one. 
and then we'll get into a little deeper discussion on the second one. That sounds good to me. Sounds good. All right. One more time. Let's release the Kraken. Yeah. All right. So for my first one, the cap hit is sixty-seven million. So it still leaves a little wiggle room. Um, I kind of went really risky here because I'm grabbing Tarasenko. No doubt. If you're going to throw him out there, $7.5 million, it's a 50-50 shot. He gets the 35-40 goals again. However, if you put the right team around him, you might have a possibility. And with, with the protection list in this draft, you could put together one really good front line. The only thing that was really thin in this draft for me was center. So I'm taking Tarasenko. Pittsburgh, I'm grabbing Zucker. Not too expensive. Could give you that little bit of room on the line that you need. And I also, another risky pick for me, because you don't know if he's ever going to play again. However, the GMs know more than we do. And that's Jonathan Drouin. That's a name that's... I, I know... He, he's having issues... He's away from the team at the moment. But Montreal, I'm sure Seattle would have to know all the situation before they would pick him. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And at a $5.5 million cap hit for the next two years, if he could even remotely become the player that he should have been, that's a bargain. He's from Montreal, right? Yeah. So the first question I have right here, if they take him, who's who are they going to take a goalie in this situation? Well, since uh, they decided to uh, throw a wrench in the plan and throw Carey Price out there, that kind of took the Jake Allen off the list, who was going to be one of my goalies. Yes, but they threw a curveball and went with Carey Price. Price. No? No. For one, he's owed $10.5 million signing bonus in September. He may not even play until January. The risk to me is just... Do you really want to... I mean, it'd be awesome to start a franchise with a goalie like Price. Six years ago. Yes. I mean, they still owe that $10.5 million a year for, like, the next four or five years. What can you get out of price when he's 38 years old at $10 million? That's why Montreal put him up there, I'm pretty sure. Trying to get that $10 million off the books. Yeah, I think they did that because they wanted to protect Allen. Yeah. But Allen has shown, then, that he is not a number one goalie. Let's say let's say they do Nobody take him said he had to be business. the number one. No, no. Well, well, okay, let's say they take Carey Price. Just let's say they take him, and Jake Allen would be your number one then, right? Jake Allen has shown here he cannot be a number one. 
there's a such thing as free agency, Joe. What goalies are out there that would constitute you signing this guy as your number one or that guy as your number one? Well, Usually we won't know what's out this. there until after the draft and everything else. There are just, goaltenders out there. Tukarask. Who is Frederick Alston? Dubnik. They can always get Jarl Halak back. He's not going back to Boston. You've got uh, Ranta, I believe, is a free agent. Grubauer. Yeah, which, speaking of Colorado, man, their cap. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a lot of goalies out here, Joe. Brian Elliott. Carter Hutton, if you want to go the old blues route. <laughs> Ryan Miller, even though I'm pretty sure he retired, technically still a free agent. Pecorine, I mean, technically, I mean, he retired. He's still on the unprotected list. Yeah, I, I just think you could, if they grab Price, you don't think Montreal's got a plan B if that would have happened? I, for one, think that, that Jake Allen, he's going to go to management and want to be number one, or he's out again. Isn't that what happened here? He can't be out again. He's under contract. No, he'll want out again, as in trade. Because Jake Allen did that here. Either make me number one or trade me, right? If you had Allen and a goalie that could take maybe, what do you think, Weez, 35, 40 games? Yeah. You, you could have a pretty good team. Yeah, I mean, just think when they were doing it here when he was playing half the time and uh, Hutton and Elliott was playing half the time, it worked out, you know? Yeah. I mean, Jake Allen, he's in the least top five for most. I can't remember he has it for shutouts for the Blues. He just can't put them all together back to back. Yeah. Let him, let him play. Let him play half the time, you know, like. You don't have to have a number one. He can one. be a number one. Just don't tell him he's a number one. Yeah. Because yeah. then it messes right. with you. And I'm pretty sure he didn't demand, like, hey, make me number one or trade me. I'm pretty sure they're like, hey, we have Bennington now, and we have young guys, so we're going to trade you for get some value. Yeah. That's what it was, Joe. Okay, okay. I I read something wrong then. And yeah. I, Joe, I once again, more of what it was. Stop. get out of lounge. The lounge <laughs> is not a place for you to be reading. <laughs> All right. So, and then what do you got next? All right. For Tampa, Yanni Gordon. Yeah. Yep. That was rumored. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could be a first line center on an expansion team in a very, very slim choice for center for the expansion draft. Um, the Islanders, Josh Bailey. I cannot believe they left him exposed. Him and Everly. Both of them exposed. Yeah. Why Bailey over Everly? Everly to me is he has skill, but he doesn't have the grit. Okay. And you like a little more grit. Yeah. Okay. You, you've got to have a little sandpaper on the team. Right. Okay. Toronto. Kerfoot. 
yeah, Toronto needs to do something. You want to talk about teams that ca- with cap hell? Holy. And, and that that I was looking for another center. To be honest. Yeah, there's not. I mean, not a big list of centers here. No, uh, Colorado. I take Comper. Yeah. And I remember talking to you way before the last season even started. You go, Colorado's going to lose a good player. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. So I, I thought maybe it was going to be different. But yeah, Comfer, I'd be all right if I was a Colorado fan and losing Comfer. Now, here's another interesting one that was left unprotected. And I'm really surprised how Nashville went with their protection list after trading. Ooh, yep. Mm-hmm. Three forwards and five defensemen. That's crazy. Kill Yarncrook. Callie Yarncrook. Yep. I was shocked when I saw that too. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, I think Nashville is going into a little bit of a rebuild, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I don't know if it's a full rebuild, but they definitely need to change their identity in Nashville. So they want to get younger and bigger is what I've been seeing. It would help in the central. It would definitely help in the central. Yeah, stop. But you're going to leave somebody with that kind of skill exposed. He's going to get grabbed. For Arizona, I went with Pitlick. He's one of them guys that every time we play him, you just want to grab him through the screen and beat his head in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like how everybody felt when we had Tyson Nash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Pitlick reminds me of. Um, Anaheim was kind of eh. Because Shattenkirk was kind of intriguing. I-, I could see taking Shat Deuces to start an expansion team. But then I thought, no, because I don't even know how much longer Shattenkirk wants to play, you know, and there's just other better options on defense. So I went with Sonny Milano. I am actually shocked. You want to talk about shock they uh, didn't protect. Sonny Milano, he's a good player. I don't know why you mm-hmm. don't protect him. Yeah. Now, this next center is kind of intriguing. Because I feel like he could be way better than what he turned out to be. And that's Kyle Turris from Edmonton. I I thought his upside was so much better than what it turned out to be. So it'd be kind of risky taking him. But I think in a new environment, a fresh environment for one, I, I think Turris could really do something. Okay. Um, Julian Gunther from New York. Young. Winger. Has some upside. Now, with all the young forwards that New York have right now, I see him getting a better shot of showing what he's got on an expansion team. You see okay. what I'm saying? Yep. Um, 
and then of course you know you've got to pick some for your 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 minor league and your taxi squad or however they're going to do it this year so i went with logan shaw from ottawa a little unknown but you know could fill a role san jose this one stunned me i'm surprised they left him unprotected because whenever it, again whenever we would play against him you just want to grab him through the screen and beat him and that's ryan donato well, and, and that wasn't that most San Jose Sharks though. Well, that, yeah, I, I, that, that's because of the, <laughs> that's because of the picture on the on the jersey. That, that's not just the player itself. Brent Burns. Um, and then I went with, and I hate saying this name. This name drives me crazy. But with LA, I went with Andre Athanasiu. This is a guy that I thought. I think he's still going to be better than what he has. Yeah, I think so too, and I can't believe Detroit gave up on him. That baffled me in itself. But go ahead. we just had our first old-time crunch time reference where Joe dropped. This is a guy. Oh, sports God. cliche. <laughs> Welcome back to crunch time, Joe. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> So that's my list of forwards on the risky side. And you can see why I said risky. Okay. All right. For my defense, Gossip Spear from Philadelphia. He was this, you know. He was a phenom when he first jumped on the scene. And then he had a bad year. He just fell apart. Yeah. I don't know if it was a coaching issue. I don't know if, if, if it's just in his head. But he has potential still at 28 years old to do something. Uh, New Jersey, I grabbed Will Butcher. Nice little puck-moving defenseman. Kind of like Corey Krugish. Just not as offensive. Well, I mean, to be fair, Tory Krug, not as much offensive as as we thought. Well, either. power play. Power play. We'll put it that way. Uh, Dylan DeMello from Winnipeg. I almost went with Appleton, but I needed defense. And I was surprised they left Peralt unprotected. Because he's another one that gets under my skin whenever we play with Winnipeg. But I, I went defensive with Winnipeg. Um, Minnesota, Carson Soucy. Mm-hmm. Detroit, Troy Stretcher. You're not Stretcher. picking. Are you a little surprised they protected Fabry? Here we are no. a year and a half ago. And we're like, yeah, is this guy even going to play? And here he is. It's yeah. a perfect fit for him. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't really know too much about this player, but looking into it, as a 7-8 defenseman, I took Dean Kukan from Columbus. Um, Boston, I'm surprised this happened, but they didn't really have a choice. Clifton Connor, somebody who drove us nuts during that cup run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy Vatnin from Dallas. I think that could be interesting. 
Yeah, it could be. You know, uh, you know, with Dallas signing Klingberg, that actually makes sense, though. Um, Jake Bean from Carolina, mm-hmm. who Francis drafted to begin with. Um, Nikita Nesterov from Calgary. Calgary's list was trash. <laughs> I don't even know. Between them and Chicago, I don't even know how they got away with who they exposed. <laughs> because it's just garbage. Um, Jake McCabe from Buffalo. He's on the IR, but could, you know, fill a defensive role. And this one surprised me from Chicago. Nikita Sidorov. Somebody who, when he was with Colorado, was another one that you just wanted to beat. You're not picking up John Quinville? No. Coach, you don't. Coach's son, man. Gritty. Yeah. Knowledgeable. Zadorov would be interesting. I would love to have Zadorov as a third D pair on the Blues. He's gritty. He protects the front of the net, which we, for some reason, forgot how to do this year. <laughs> okay, now's the big one. The goalies. <laughs> Alright. I'm going to go from lowest to highest and see see your guys' reaction on this. And then I'll explain. Alright. Fine. Alright. I took Vitek Vanacek from Interesting. Washington. Mm-hmm. 25 years old, you know, he's right around that age to where a goalie usually comes into his own. Chris Drieger from Florida. Are you, first, can I uh, interject here? Are you shocked that he was pro- not protected? They couldn't. They could only protect one goalie. Yeah, and Bobrovsky has a oh, no yeah. move clause. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So there's nothing they could do. Now, here's the one where your jaw is just going to drop, and I'll explain. Brayden Holpe. That's not where I thought you were going. Where'd you think he was going first? I don't know. I was all thrown off with the (laughs) Carey Price getting in there. (laughs) Brayden Holpe at 31 at 4.3 for one year. One year could come in and split with Drieger and have Drieger ready to go the following season and Venisek be your backup. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of good goalies out there. Yeah, there it's is. like it's like it's kind of tough. I mean, so when you hold that, I had no idea where you were going with that one. Yeah, I, I, I just think Holt would be a I, good one to come in and mentor. Yeah. You know. So that's where I went with that one. Wow. Um, I like mean, I said, it's a risky. That one's a risky draft. It really well, is. Well, and Because I, if Druin doesn't work out, then you're screwed on that peg. Um, McCabe being on the IR, depending on how long that lasts. It was a risky. It was a risky one, but... You take Tarasenko and flip him for a defenseman and a forward that's respectable. 
man, that could be a pretty good team. All right. I they're not gonna have the success that Vegas had. But do you see this team even coming close to the playoffs? In the division that they're in? Think about it, Joe. San Jose, they don't even know if they're in a rebuild. Or at least if they are, they won't admit it because, you know, their $11.5 million man doesn't like that idea. Um, The Kings, the Kings could be interesting. They got a lot of young talent, a lot of uh, of good talent, so... Anaheim's always. You don't think they can finish in the in the top they're three? Al- they're always a wild card for me because of John Gibson. I mean, the only team you really got to worry about is Vegas. True. Okay. So, so but yeah, that, that, yeah, that's my that's my first go around. All right. Now. Just love how this cat friendly site works, man. Let me tell you, it's it's just great. I didn't know you could do stuff like that on cat friendly. I mean, I was looking at like different people's like projections, like even from Sportsnet. Like, I didn't know you could do that. That's awesome. Should get in there, Joe. Yeah. You have enough time. I, Put it out yeah, on the, you still got the time fan to page. Together. So now, the more realistic draft okay. probably here, right? Now, now, Weiss, before he gets into that, I got to ask you here. What, what Do you think Ron Francis wanting to go low with his, I guess, payroll? Is that the right move in your mind, or is it something that, that... And I'm not saying they should do what Vegas did, but do you think going rock bottom is the right thing to do, or do you think they should kind of spend a little bit more, have a little bit more in that cap? Well, so I... is From what I thought I read is they want to go a little lower in the expansion draft, so then they can play around a little more with free agency. Mm-hmm. With this... So, crop of free agents is coming up, Joe. I I wouldn't want to be high on the salary cap this year. I mean, seriously. Okay. All right. Between the, even if they don't draft the goaltender, they want, they still got them in in free agency. The, the wingers in free agency are crazy this year. Yeah. I mean, it's a good year to be a free agent. Let's put it that way. Right, except for the one bad part that the salary cap did not go up. No. (laughs) If it would have gone up, it would have been a great year for a free agency. And if more of these players were smart, take the bridge deal. Yeah. You know, at least one or two two years from now, the cap's moving. If not, next year, definitely. I thought it was four years it was going to be a flat cap. I haven't heard it in a month. No. Okay, okay. Like the cap will always go up based off revenues, right? Because mm-hmm. they have a they have the deal in place that the players get a certain amount of the percentage. So that's how the salary cap works. Like the more money coming in, which more money is coming in now with these two new TV deals, like the cap will go up. 
revenues were down because we were in a pandemic. You know, the Blues never played in front of a full house yet. Um, you know, with this Delta vi- the variant coming in, who knows if they'll play in a yeah, full house exactly. yet. So, like, that's why the cap stayed where it was at. and But it will move as, you know, stadiums open. You know, these new TV deals come in. Like, hockey's in a good spot right now. It's going up. Okay. So, yeah. But right now, like, you want to draft a good, solid base team right here and then maybe get a couple guys in free agents and just be a really competitive team. Don't spend all your money on the draft. Yes, you don't want to do that. Especially since some of the ones you can draft could be restricted or unrestricted. Yeah. You've got to have wiggle room to sign those players. Like you could take Landis Golf in this draft. He's unprotected, but you don't know if you're going to sign him. Mm-hmm. So, you Which, know, be smart. Seattle has the advantage because they've got that three-day window to talk to all the UFAs. Right. So they also can just be like, we'll take this guy from Colorado and be like, hey, you want to play with your buddy? Come back up here. See, they have – Yeah. you want to save. You want to – you want to you want to have that money to play around with. Okay. All right. Release the Kraken. <laughs> What's your more reasonable draft here? There's still a lot of the same players that I took because some of them you just couldn't pass up. Say, you know, to me Tarasenko is a no doubter. Do you see him it though like thinking, "Hey, this is three surgeries." It kind of seems like he may be not the best clubhouse guy. Uh, maybe I take Vince Dunn. And and we know how cri- you know how critical we were of Dunn. Here's my if I don't take Tarasenko out of everything that was on the Blues unprotected list, the most intriguing one to me that I think Dunn is. Eh, okay. But I think Wallman's got more upside than Dunn. Yeah. Defensively and offensively. I think Mikula, if you use him in the right situation, has more upside than Dunn. So, to me, Dunn wouldn't have been my second pick. I've seen everybody else picking Dunn, and I I just, I don't know. I, I don't. There's much better options. For one, if, if you've got a young blue line, Scandella might not be a bad pick. Yeah. Okay, what about a guy in – well, sorry. What about Sammy Blay? Sammy, Sammy Blay, Blay was another help. guy that – okay. Sammy Blay is the new Robbie Fabry. He, he's got he, – he's got a little more size than Fabry did. Don't get me wrong. But he's got the stick handling. He can skate. He, he can hit. He, but he can't stay healthy. Okay. And he doesn't have a 35 to 40 goal season under his belt like Tarasenko does. I mean, but, it would be pretty pretty ridiculous just to get that name in there. I mean, you you, pray, you have to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. What? Vegas had to take Perron. You know, it was yeah. the biggest name on our list. Exactly. So, Which, I still ahead. went with Tarasenko. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking that one to the end. I still went with Zucker. 
I still went with Bailey. For Ottawa, I went with Tierney. Chris Tierney? At center, yes. Wow, okay. Um, Still kept Kerfoot, still kept Comper, still kept Yarncroke, Pitlick, Turris, Dylan Gambrell from San Jose. Could be a really decent fourth-line center. Grit, sandpaper, shut down, you know. Um, Anaheim, I went a little younger, a little less experienced. I went with Alexander Volkov. Okay. Um, Anaheim, why wouldn't you take John Gibson? If he's not... If he's not protected, why would you not take him? It's almost like it's not quite a price scenario, but John John Gibson's a damn good goaltender on a better team would have more obviously more success. So why not a guy like John Gibson? If I'm not mistaken, isn't Gibson supposed to be a free agent? Yeah, but again, you're gonna have money. You're gonna have that five day window to negotiate. Well, okay, Joe, Joe pick somebody remember, else. Joe. You gotta have so many players under contract. Okay, how many players do they need under contract? You're supposed to have twenty players under contract. Okay, all right, fair enough. Well, Joe, it's also like why why draft a free agent when you have no you know you have no guarantee even be there. Right, if Mm -hmm. you have the exclusive right to negotiate with these guys, you can um talk to them right after the draft. Right. Yeah, you'd rather draft an RFA than a UFA. At least then you hold their rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay, I stuck with Gautier from New York. Tampa Bay, I went even younger. Ross Colton. Mr. Game 5 winning goal guy. I think a chance for more ice time and stuff would help him. And then I kept Anthony CU from the Kings. D- um, okay. Defensively, Buffalo, I went with Colin Miller. It, it was the only other decent pick from Buffalo, to be honest with you. I told you this. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Right there. Yeah. And hey, they even protected Thompson. <laughs> that <Yeah>. shocked me. <laughs> I, yeah. I, that shocked me. But I think Tage Thompson has a lot of upside. He just, had for no some one has, reason, he just had, isn't finding it. Had no one has upside in Buffalo. That's the that's <laughs> that's the <laughs> Jack Eichel. Can't tell me that guy don't have upside. Come on, Weiss. And then pretty much. I, I kept everything else the same. Same Just goalies? We dropped Drew in. Yeah, I, I, I like Holpe for an expansion team. I think Holpe as a mentor for Drieger would be a pretty good start for an expansion team. Looking back, was Marc-Andre Fleury... I mean, it, we know how it turned out. But when when Vegas took Mark Andre Fleury, did you think the same that you do about Holpe? Yeah, he was a perfect how could you guy not? for an expansion. 
yeah, a mentor, uh, two two time Stanley Cup champion, but he also had a good backup too. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of good veteran goalies out there, though. Mm-hmm. Got Bishop, Quick. That that's another Price. one. Bishop was intriguing. No, Matt because, Murray. Because here's why Bishop's intriguing for me. Yes, he's injured a lot, but you have a a guy in Ben Bishop going to new scenery that might do him some good. There's another healthy, another crunch time cliche. Well, I'm sorry. First off, cliche. Okay. New scenery. <laughs> Joe. Release the Kraken. <laughs> All right. Well, it's hard for me not to go cliche sometimes. Just because I'm going to have to have a little drop ready for Joe cliche. <laughs> and, and you got to remember, you know, so many changes of scenery only work every once in a while. But when you're getting injury after injury after injury on top of each other, your performance is going to go down with your box. Tarasenko. Just ask Jonathan Quick. You know, how long did it take for him to recover from that hip surgery? At least two years before he even got back to close to what he was? Mm Mm-hmm. And now Bishop hasn't played for a year and a half. Yep. What about goaltend? This was a well for me. Frederick Anderson was interesting too. That was intriguing. I'm hearing rumbles of him and Edmonton. Good. They actually have a legit number one. And yes, I call him a legit number one. The only reason he was worn out, he's facing fifty shots a game in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but who knows if that's going to be any different in Edmonton, right? You got four $10 million forwards, and only one of them can play defense. Or or wants to play defense. Yeah, and that's Tavares. Yeah. Anderson's also a free agent, guys. No, I know, but that was the one Mm -hmm. intriguing free agent that I'm like, you know what? If they don't want to go that route and they want to pick Anderson, I don't think he'd be that hard to sign. Well, once again, here's career. the thing, too, with with the draft I did, with that $15, $16 million in cap space, I have two unrestricted free agent defensemen, two restricted free agent defensemen, you, you know, Drieger's an unre, you know, unrestricted free agent, and then you got, I ended up with two restricted free agent forwards. So that's a lot of cap room to wiggle with. Okay. And the highest contract I took was Tarasenko's. Yeah. Please do. Seattle, do us a favor. Take it. No, whatever you do, don't take Sanford. Don't take <laughs> Sanford. Well, that that's another he's guy. He's our I've greatest of... penalty killer. Yeah, but. He's, he's... awesome six on five, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah man, you drinking over there? Yeah. Or, or is this like in a reverse? Oh, I see what Nins do. He's average. Yeah, Sanford, you know what? Quality player, man. Okay, you know, like, say... you know what he is? He's 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 Patrick Berglund, and, and the Blues protected him the first go-around. So, essentially, mm-hmm. he's good enough to be protected. We just, we just, we want you to have him, Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Two things. Let's say they don't take Tarasenko, which would be dumb, okay? 
But wouldn't be. I mean, no, it wouldn't be. It's a risky take. Don't it's not, it wouldn't be no dumb. no but like, what would the blues value be because you know he's getting traded either way here's the thing first of all one that's seven and a half million to an aging superstar coming off three surgeries so if if they don't take him, don't be surprised right yeah he's a name because he you know he, he was one of the top players they're always projected to be a top player never got there but don't be surprised. Literally, this is not a guarantee that they're going to take him just because he's the biggest name out there for us. It's a risky. No, because, I mean, if you think about it, you look at Nashville and think about Ryan Johansson. That, to me, is an intriguing pick. However, that $8 million cap hit doesn't look very fun. Right. Especially for as long as it is. The only good thing about Tarasenko, you got two years. And the other weird thing with Tarasenko is he's 0-9 this season, mm-hmm. but but it's only 7.5 on the cap. On the so cap. you still you still have that weird. Where's that other million five gonna? You know. Yeah. You got to pay that. Thing. What I'm trying to say is, you pissed off Tarasenko to no return. But what are you gonna get for him if they don't? Joe, if you think about it, Tarasenko's attitude started with Hitchcock. The and then once reason, O'Reilly was the new. only thing that calmed Tarasenko down enough for us to win the cup in 2019 was Ryan O'Reilly. But and, then he was pissed I know off. He'll that, never admit it, but but that, then he was that's who set Tarasenko straight. But then he was pissed off that Ryan O'Reilly got the captaincy, which is retarded. Yeah, Tarasenko is not a captain of a hockey team. No, he's not. He's an assistant. But he's not a captain. I don't even see and him no. as an assistant, to be honest with you. Did, points doesn't equal letters, Joe. No, obviously. I mean, you got to be a leader in the in the locker room too. You got to be a voice. I get it. Be hanging out with you. Be on the ice with the young guys after practice. You don't even have to do that. You just have to, just, you know, you can be a quiet leader. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, coming in, there's like many different ways to lead. One way by leading is not being annoyed when somebody else is leading, and like mm-hmm. you know the split when between Steen and Bacchus. You know what I mean? Like that was never good for the for the clubhouse. That's not good leaders. Nope. Or or staring your coach down because you think you should be on the ice at a certain time, or. You know, That's the coach's problem in my mind, though. Because if you, it, let's say Tarasenko wants to be on the ice, last minute of the game, you're down by one, or you're tied even. Joe, last year, last year, I wouldn't. I don't want Tarasenko on the ice in the last minute. Joe, you guys, you who gotta do stop. You want, who do you want on the ice in the last minute? Like you're not five Sanford. guys. Sanford, Sanford, definitely. Sanford, 100%. Big guy plays <laughs> physical front of the net, hands like butter, so soft he can just so, so it's like a hawk. Basically, the new Berglund. Yeah. No, no, don't disrespect uh, Sanford <laughs> that way. You know, Sanford is <laughs> probably top seven player in the league. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm asking you seriously. Who do Who I want? Wanna... Yeah, Perron right now, mm-hmm. Hoffman, O'Reilly. O'Reilly, defenseman. Okay, Joe, get out of the lounge and stop reading what all those people are saying about 
how good Tarasenko is <laughs> when the guy has played what forty no, games I in the past with the two seasons. I dis- can't. His shoulder is not the same. He's not going to be Listen, the same player I ever again. I disagree with the lounge. Then why I'm do not- you want Tarasenko out there in the last minute? No, I'm saying be- before all his injuries. Let's I sure don't Hitchcock. want him to protect the lead or try to get the overtime. That's okay. for sure. Yeah. Now We're on if a I'm shoot. trailing, and I pull the goalie, and, and I've got my other top defensive forwards on the ice. Sure. And Tarasenko's not willing to sacrifice for goals. Tarasenko is would be a beast in front of the net if he would get there. Tarasenko relies too much on that shot. Too much. And to not have a ri- uh, a one-timer with that is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I never understood how Tarasenko didn't have a one-timer. What you saw Hoffman do when he finally got the chance there, that's what Tarasenko should have been mm-hmm. the entire time he was here. A one-time shot on that right side. And he just, he don't, he don't have it. I don't know if it's his hand-to-eye coordination that doesn't work right. Not like Sanford's <laughs> hand-to-eye coordination, where it's like, <laughs> literally, I haven't seen it since Albert Pujols. <laughs> in fact, I once saw Sanford hit a puck like Albert Pujols up to the upper deck. It was Brad Lidge-esque Seattle. Well, we've seen Sanford score four goals. Yes, I mean, that was just, you know, if he had the chance every day, Seattle, maybe in a younger team, he could probably score six goals for you every game. Well, yeah. that might be pushing it a little bit. But... <laughs> All right, five. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so, it's going to be an interesting expansion draft. It really is. But so, the, the thing that kind of made it more boring than Vegas is the team's not throwing all the players at them. Yeah. Like it went down a couple of years ago. Well, yeah, because they see the money, you know, the money's coming in now, and they're like, well, we got to we gotta hang on to some of these stars. And mm-hmm. right when Vegas, I, I believe the, the cap dropped just before that, right? Yeah, I think so. And so... You know, now we have two new TV deals. The sport's growing, getting a lot. You're going to get a streaming. You know, a lot of these games are going to be on streaming. You're going to get money for those subscriptions. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's not only growing for the men either. Yeah. It's growing for the women too, Deep. which is good for the sport. There it's, needs to be, in my mind, and you heard me talk about women. We there, there's That's not an... enough. There's not enough teams yet, Joe. Do you think? Give it about s- five, ten years from now, and you will see it. Yeah, yeah, I would think so because you've got to think you've got to have another generation come up playing the sport first. Because yeah, I mean, think about when they select for world teams. That Olympics was what only four years ago, so you still have. Where the women went on that run, you still have a few more generations that are getting into the hockey before you see the women's becoming. Yeah, yeah. Once you see the youth girls hockey league start, then you can start expecting a woman's league. You also have to see it more in college. You have mm-hmm. to see it high school. You have to see different levels before. If there's no feeder program, you can't have a league. You know, you're going to find the top 30 to 40 every time for the Olympics. 
Yeah. But you're not going to be able to sustain a leak. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. I can't wait to see it. But it is I, nice to see. Easy, it. Joe. Easy. Growing. There's other ways to see women. You creep. I can't wait I'm, to see no, the women. I can't wait. No, Holy shut hell, up, dude! Shut up. Hey, you I'm know where I'm you, going man, with this. The, yeah. That game that they played, well, that exhibition they did at the All Star Game. That was fun. That three on three. Mm-hmm. That wasn't bad. Some yeah. I wouldn't mind having that one woman goaltender. Oh you know my what? God. You know what their she three on three looks like. It looks like Chell three. You got all the small sniper quick speed. That's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. With very good goaltending. Yeah, which is expected, not expected in Chell. Yeah, I mean you're <laughs> gonna get you, maybe one game every three. You get a good goaltender, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so Joe, you just heard you just heard Nin's two teams. And I know it's going to be tough for you to pick one of his, you know, because it's Nin, right? You, you're going to donate. Which team did you like best? Um, I like the second team only because I don't want as much risk. I mean, yes, risk equals reward. I get it. No balls, no babies, Joe. <laughs> Whatever, Weiss. Um, do, we but... do you have to read that book? Read that book we got you, Joe, to understand that reference. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but no, seriously, I I like the second team only because there's not as much risk there, and you really don't need risk being a new team in the league. Maybe well, that's when you not every expansion team was Vegas. That's when you would take a risk. Yeah, that's when you take the risk. Yeah, but Jonathan Druin, though, I don't want him anywhere near my team. Well, you you they have a little more insight than we do on everything that's going on. We don't get told everything. So before Seattle would even think about taking him, they would have to know where he's at mentally and physically to begin with. Yeah, you don't want to take a damaged player. Wouldn't that that have some, uh, I guess, some consequences on that if you took a damaged player on on the team you took him from? If they didn't tell you? He was injured, or if they held information from you, all these, all they all go through physicals. They have all the the medical reports out for this. Yes, and and I'm sure that Seattle would talk to Druin's people first before even thinking about kicking the tires on him. I just think at that cap hit, if you could get what he was supposed to be. Or what he could have been, that's a steal. And in the first year of expansion, that would be the time to take a risk like that. Since I have you on here, Nin, uh, oh, it's waited probably, so long. We, for no, this. no, we won't. We, I guess we won't talk until free agency, and we can kind of review what the Blues did at the draft. What do the Blues need in the draft in terms of position? I know this is a crapshoot of a draft. I get it. Okay. But what this do they probably an unpopular opinion? But after hearing all the stuff on Landeskog, no. You can keep him. If we can lose Tarasenko's salary, get Hoffman signed. And get Kachuk. Just kidding. Put him in the situation that he needs to be in to succeed. You could still put a package together for Kachuk, 
But even if you didn't, he's unrestricted next year. If he really wants to come home, he can come home. Well, and listening, uh, talking with Strick and a high official with Calgary, it's they don't want to move on from him. They, you know, they're not going to trade for him. They're going to put up. They're going to put a nice offer out there. Yeah. So, and the problem with I'm hearing that there's a lot of interest, mutual interest with Bozak, which I think would be really good. He's this team's steam, right? I mean, yeah, pretty much. He's he has become the new steam. Um, Schwartzy. <sighs> Goodbye. See ya. Goodbye. No, Nin. If he wants no. anything more than three and a half, yeah. No, that's too much. Nin, not not even no. that. <laughs> he's he's too he's too soft. Too he's not big enough for me. He gets uh, if someone blows on him, his he loses his puck. <laughs> Calm down there, buddy. <laughs> but you know Yo, what I mean. Never no. say he's not big enough, and if someone blows on him in a sentence ever again. Good lord, not that close together. No, holy okay, hell. You, you know where I was going with that. You prefer big, him on the D, right? No, I I just prefer I just prefer that you know he has a lot of skill. He does. But he's too too soft on the puck. I think besides signing a stay-at-home defenseman that can keep the front of the net clean, move the puck, he, he doesn't have to be spectacular at it. Bennington needs some protection. Yeah. Because that was just ridiculous last year. Um, Besides signing a, a demon that could do that, like, Somebody like Ian Cole. I'd say EJ, but you don't I know mean, about him. Somebody anymore. that's not going to be really expensive, but can get the job done. Um, I think we have in the system what we need. You forgot Wallman. You forgot Wallman on D, though. I mean, he may not be. If. Clem's got to play next year. Clem, yeah. Mm -hmm. He has to play next year. Rather, he's complete garbage or he's the thing we've been waiting for for, what, four years now, I think? Yeah. He has to play next year. Thomas has got to start shooting the puck. Nin, he's 20. Give him time. I've been on, I've been agreeing with you, but now that I look at it, he's 20 years old. That's fine. You're going to have time. You need time to grow, don't you? But what do you grow when you're 15 to 20 and at 20, if you don't perform, you're out? No. C- come on. Joe, listen to what I'm saying. If every team knows you're looking to set up the wingers, you're not going to be able to set up the wingers. You get my point? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like somebody on a club that every time they touch the puck, they just throw it at the net. Well, so all tried the to get better. Don't that, have to yeah. worry about who they're covering. All they got to do is go to the net. If yeah, they have it's kind if, of the opposite, if the league has a playbook on you, they know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be effective. AKA, hey, how about Paul DeYoung? How's that guy? There's yeah. a book on him. All right, see exactly. 
So Thomas has got to start shooting the puck more. He's got an amazing shot. And if he starts shooting more, it's going to open up the passing lanes that he wants. Because people are going to start going to him, opening up the teammates. What is Robert Thomas's ceiling in terms of scoring? What what conceivably do you expect? If he can him? stay healthy, I can see him being a 70-80 point guy. Weez? I think so. I mean, he's got great speed. Uh, he's just, he's got to, yeah, I mean, it's just and, the and, window, you know, like, it's also who, who he's playing with, right? That That is also true. So, I would like to see maybe a line next year like Costin, Kairou, and Thomas. Mm. Oh, oh I like would, that line. Yeah, For that's line. explosive. That'd be explosive. But I'd be a, give my time. That'd be a line that doesn't want to shoot. Good lord. That's just a guy skating in fast and then like here take it and then So I've basically, gotta go skate. basically you're uh Well that's line, my point. Thomas line of Oprah's, right? You get the puck. No, you get the puck. No, you get the puck. And you don't shoot. I get it. I get it. So ever but, since you two anointed Kairu Brett Hall, he went No 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 stop. No. Okay. You Brett both are like he's no. he could be the Nin next Brett Hall. I said. As far as a pure snipe shot, that is the best I've seen for us since Hall. Yeah, that's a great take right there. Brett, there you guys anointed him Brett Hall, and then I think he scored maybe three goals after that for the rest of the season. He's got to quit trying to move the puck before he gets the puck. He is that's well – he whiffs a lot because he is – He's too he's, plays he's, too quick. Yeah, his mind's faster than his hands. Just you like know. Red Hall, but right? as Joe said, he's still young. He's how long did it take Hawley to score seventy? Uh, what third season? It was a little more than that. Was it? I think so. Uh, came like in eighty-eight. Well, yeah, third. Okay, so that was his second full season as yeah, a starter. Like, yeah, let's just um, pull it up right here. Because he scored reference. 40 the first year, I believe. First season, well, 80, he played five games in 86, 87. He had one goal. Then um, 87, 88, he had uh, 32... And then his first full season here, 88, he had 41. And then so his fourth full season, he had 72 goals. Yeah. Well, technically, that was his third season because those five games, they don't count. <laughs> so it was his third season. Okay. So give it a little bit. I think Kyrie would be all right. Now, the fact that you have people like Perron still helps. You know, I mean, it's not like Kairou's out there on the power play. So just just give it a little bit. Well, I'm just saying, if he's the best shot since Brett Hall, I think I'd maybe try to put that guy on the power play, maybe? Brett you Hall's might see it good. next year, especially if sh- there's no Schwartz. Yeah, well, we keep trying to plug in guys that shouldn't be on the power play. 
I think Kyrie would be awesome on the power play. Well, you know, we talk about additions. You know, we all want Kachuk, obviously. What about Johnny Gaudreau? Nope. Why not? No. Okay, so you're going to have Thomas, who is Goudreau-like, Kairou, who is Goudreau-like, and Goudreau? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I- I'm good. Are and you in uh, Nin on the same? Somebody wants another $7.5 million yeah. to $8 million. <laughs> you, you just keep naming like the same player with just a different name. Yeah, just... <laughs> I I would do everything in my power to bring Kachuk home. Just uh, just I mean, what happens if you blow on Gaudreau, though, Joe? <laughs> that seems to be one of your. Uh... <laughs> you know what I meant, dude. Don't even go there. Well, it's kind of hard to tell, considering you slammed them both together in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want more of, like, on this podcast. That is The whole reason Joe would always just say stuff, he doesn't think, and stuff comes out of his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. That's funny. Well, it's been been great. What what else do you guys have? Or, wait, do you have a Joe Knows this week? Well, I did, but we've been on for an hour and ten minutes. So, instead of, you know, we'll find a... You get a Joe knows this week on the wrestling and Friday show that you're going to be pushing on people already, aren't you? <laughs> we'll see. I, I also got some crap to give Frankie too, so we'll 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 see how that goes. Nin, how'd you enjoy your first time on Crunch Time? It, it's different in a good way. Something I've never done before. Something I could see myself doing a little more. Right. Joe, how did you enjoy your first time with Nin? Okay, don't ever say that again. Don't ever say what? me and Nin and together for the first time in the same sentence. Joe, you've been asking for this for months on months. <laughs> All right, well, no, I mean, I've always wanted to have Nin on this show because, well, hockey knowledge. I think, and no offense to you, Weez, I think of all the group, Nin has the most hockey knowledge. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. uh... You know, he I, studies a little more. I I gave up studying a couple of years ago. I... Well, I thought you would take. Actually, I'm shocked you took that the best way possible. I thought you were gonna be like Joe, you dick. Well, no, I know Nin. I mean, hockey knowledge. Nin's he's right there. He, he's probably one of the most knowledgeable hockey people that's ever been on Crunch Time. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. I mean. Joe, my hockey knowledge is way more than yours, but... No, but it's nowhere near Nin's. I can still... I know more about On Ice than Nin. Well, well, well y- you also think Pareko <laughs> should be gone from this team, and Nin seems to anoint Pareko the next pronger. Don't worry. I'm always right when it turns out about things like this. I can't remember the one time I was wrong about in baseball or hockey where I saw a guy, and I said he's just not that good where I was proven wrong. I thought I was wrong. I, I always said Matt Carpenter was pretty overrated. And then he gave me two and a half years where he was pretty good. I thought I was going to be wrong. And then I'm right back looking like, <laughs> look, uh, 2013 through like 2017. Well, you know, it, it's just so hard for a major league player to learn to hit the ball the other way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't get it. 
I mean, I you could open your stance a little bit or close it off or... Because what happens when you hit the ball the other way? The shift goes away! Yes, it does. Oh. You know, yes, they're talking about banning the shift. Well, we'll talk about that some other time, but that, there's some stuff they're trying to eradicate that... Mm, I don't know. As a player, you you have the wherewithal to go the other way, but I don't know. I mean, get yeah, me for somebody like hour. me, it's easier said than done because yeah. I'm not a professional ball player. Weez could have been if it wasn't for his bum knee. Eh, eh, there's some other <laughs> things in there. <laughs> I don't think I could have been a professional, but maybe low, low, low ball. I could have been playing over there. Frontier Leagues? Could have been, yeah. Could have been uh, uh, gateway a Gateway Grizzly, grizzly yeah. <laughs> Where you got to, like, sell tickets and play. Yeah. Or or the O'Fallon and O'Fallon Hoot now. Is that what they are? Yeah. The O'Fallon what? Hoots. Seriously? Yep. Joe, did you well, go out there thinking it was the Hooters? Baseball team names now. I've never been out there. Either. Joe's out there like, ooh, it's the big Hooters. Wait, what is this? Is men, men in tight pants? <laughs> this ain't what I thought it was supposed to be. <laughs> oh my god! Be careful, fish should be lining up. <laughs> Joe, you've had fish and nin on now. Who's been the best? I'll be honest. I thought fish and I were gonna go at it. But we didn't. Well, you got to so. be on time first, Joe. Ooh, you remember. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. It'll happen one day where me and Fish are on at the same time. And I get there on time and we end up fighting the whole show. That's what I'm hoping for. And then I hope you guys just start talking like you do on, on hockey. And all the hilarity comes out because it's normally like, you know what? Uh, what would Joe was like the first was like, you know what? I've never played D, but I think I'm willing to handle it. It's or something like that. <laughs> no, I go, I, I think I'm getting the hang of D. And that that sentence and made Nin and you laugh so hard. Joe, you just, the way you talk, just you have the ability to make anything sound dirty. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> I that's think it's like. Hey, hey, but, but that's yeah, not and a you bad, do it without even thinking about that's it. Yeah. That's not a bad. That's the that's, miraculous part of it. That's not a bad quality, though. I mean, it's kind of, it's not the quality I necessarily would want to like, <laughs> yeah. be known to make anything sound dirty. Like, no, with, and anything. then with that creepy ass stash. Yeah. I don't know if I would want to be known for that. <laughs> I wouldn't be talking Mr. Creepy Beard. I mean, a creepy beard. You look like Casper. The only thing that's noticeable on your face is that freaking red piece of dirt you have on your face. Good, good, good work there, Joe. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> See, whenever he's got to think about it, he can't come back. Yeah, I, I, yeah. when I think about it, But whenever it, yeah. he don't think about it and just fucking sprouts whatever he's thinking of, it, it, it just, it's, sometimes it's magic. I've yet to see magic with Joe. You, saw me, go for a, you saw me go for a line change in a hockey game and proceed to score one of the prettiest goals you've ever seen. Or at least, was that you or was that when Nin was on only? I go for a line change. I'm at the boards, right? I get the puck, go in, score a goal. You're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Joe, I will say your ability to remember some of this stuff that we play on video games is... I don't remember a lot of the stuff that even happened like three days ago. So, yeah. Well, I, I wonder know. why. <laughs> I also am willing to put a bet on you... Uh, 
saying the word donkey when fish is on. I'm putting the over under at five and a half. Okay. So. Good bet, Joe. That's not my bet of the week. That's not my guarantee. I don't have one for you. But next week, we'll be making money with the king again. <laughs> is that a terrible bet, though? Well, yeah. If you make a bet with me, I will just not say the word donkey. Yeah, that, that's usually how it works. Yeah. You fucking ass. That's another term for donkey, <laughs> donkey Yeah, yeah. So, it's been fun. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Nin, for hopping on. Thank you again, Weez. Uh, until the Friday show. Have a great week. Release the Kraken.